0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to our Sunday service. Welcome to a new year. Welcome to master's birthday celebration. And our best wishes to each of you that in this coming year, you might find ever deeper joy, ever deeper fulfillment in your heart of everything you are seeking. And I also want to take a moment to thank this community for the incredible life that you all create, from our wonderful sound technicians here in the temple to the revival of Master's Market, which is serving each of us and which I hope we all will support, and from the countless, countless ways in which each of you serve, from the school to the clinic to the music to architecture and just so many, many ways. It's, I, th- I think Master is very, very pleased with this beautiful, beautiful World Brotherhood community. It was one of his missions, and you all are fulfilling it so beautifully. So our reading for today from Rays of the One Light by Swami Kriyananda is, at the heart of silence, the eternal word. Truth is one and eternal. Realize oneness with it in your deathless self within. The following commentary is based on the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda. In the Gospel of Saint John, Chapter One, these immortal lines appear. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Human vision beholds individuality and separation everywhere. Divine vision beholds the oneness of cosmic vibration, of which all things, no matter how diverse, are manifestations. Cosmic sound, the word of God, and cosmic light, these are eternal. The world, as revealed to us by our senses, is illusory. In Autobiography of a Yogi, Paramahansa Yogananda relates an early experience he received of the divine aspect of reality. Sitting on my bed one morning, I fell into a deep reverie. What is behind the darkness of closed eyes? This probing thought came powerfully into my mind. An immense flash of light at once manifested to my inward gaze. Divine shapes of saints sitting in meditation posture in mountain caves, formed like miniature cinema pictures on the large screen of radiance within my forehead who are you? I spoke aloud. We are the Himalayan yogis. The celestial response is difficult to describe. My heart was thrilled. Ah, I long to go to the Himalayas and become like you. The vision vanished. But the silvery beams expanded in ever widening circles to infinity what is this wondrous glow? I am Ishwara. I am light. The voice was as murmuring clouds. I want to be one with thee. Out of the slow dwindling of my divine ecstasy, I salvaged a permanent legacy of inspiration to seek God. Wise are we if we meditate on that experience of Yogananda's and salvage from it even a breath of his inspiration. For quite simply, there is nothing else. As the Bhagavad Gita says in the seventh chapter, I make and unmake this universe. Apart from me, nothing exists, O Arjuna. All things like the beads of a necklace, are strung together on the thread of my consciousness and are sustained by me. Thus, through Holy Scripture, God has spoken to mankind.
1: Good morning, everyone, and happy birthday. This is a beautiful reading, Prayer Demand from Whispers from Eternity, which are prayer demand sayings and poems by Master. Demand for realizing the expansion of consciousness in the cosmic sound. Probably easier if I have these. (laughs) Manifest thyself to me, O Father, as the light of reason and as the blaze of wisdom, as the breeze of amity and of self expanding harmony. Manifest thyself through the song of atoms and electrons, whose music vibration encompasses the universe. Teach me to hear thy cosmic voice, which first commanded all vibration to begin, inspiring every pinpoint of creation to sing its own special melody. Oh, let me hear within me thy cosmic voice, so long hidden behind the hubbub of outer creation. Let my magic wand of meditation touch all sounds and melt them into the one cosmic sound of OM. Lo, how it courses o'er the earth, in the sky, and far out from earth to reach the stars. Appear to me as OM, 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 thy cosmic song, which gives life and infuses all sounds. Every cell of my body, every nerve, every ripple of my thought, now sings with thy great cosmic anthem, Aum. Isn't that a beautiful prayer? So, this topic this morning of cosmic sound, cosmic light, vibration, is... Not only very, very deep and fascinating, but it is the essence of the spiritual path. If we could really understand today 's reading, we wouldn't need any other teaching but we 'll get to that <laughs> <clears throat> So first of all, John is the most mystical of all of the prophets the other um, accounts of Jesus' life begin with his birth or his mission or kind of the outer aspect of Jesus. But John begins with who Jesus really was, which was an extension of the cosmic vibration. And so in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now, what is a Word? A Word is is a sound that we make in order to project our consciousness. It's such a perfect image that John uses. So, God is using sound vibration or vibration to project his consciousness. So, the way Lahiri Mahasaya describes it, is God in his silent form or intelligent prana, that has not yet manifested is just pure conscious energy, has certain qualities, it has existence, it has um, a consciousness, and it has bliss. And that pure consciousness takes a small part of that consciousness and puts it into vibration. Now that vibration of consciousness is what we call om, or amen, that's our, our terminology to, to, that's the word we use to talk about the word. And so that vibration creates everything. So everything that is created, so, so everything, God in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and nothing was created except from that vibration. So everything is created out of vibration. Now vibration is a movement back and forth from a central point. And so that vibration is, as Master's prayer Demand says, it's in the atoms. That vibration, if we could hear the vibration, now remember that isn't the consciousness of God, that's God manifesting his consciousness. And so I can say a word, I can say red, and you will understand that word, but that doesn't manifest my consciousness. It just manifests a tiny portion of my consciousness. So the vibration of Om is manifesting a tiny portion of God's consciousness, but since it creates the world, that's what we have to work with because that's what our senses and our minds perceive. And so that vibration is in the atoms, it's in the stars. You can go on the internet, and if you type in the sound of the sun, you can listen to the sound of the sun, the sound the sun makes, and that sounds like OM. It's actually quite fascinating. And so everything in creation is vibrating. That's the way creation was made. It's made out of that duality of the movement back and forth. And so we hear and understand that vibration. And so everything is made out of vibration. So it talks about sound and light, and we think of those two as something different, but they aren't. They're really both just vibration. Now to demonstrate that, Musically, if you're going to tune an uh, orchestra, somebody will sound the sound of A above middle C. Now that has a certain wavelength, a certain vibration. It has 440 hertz. It means hertz is just a cycle per second. So 440 cycles per second is that sound. So it, it is about Uh, 30 inches long. So think of a wave that goes like this and that wavelength of about 30 uh, inches or and that that in sound vibrates at 440 cycles per second. And so we hear that as a particular note and if you double that you will have the octave or take it in half make it twice as fast, then it's the next octave up of A above C, and if you double it, uh, you get A below C. And so so all of the sounds are just different wavelengths of, of vibration. So what is light? Light is just vibration at a different wavelength. So if you take the sound of A and you you make it faster. In fact, if you make it a billion billion times faster, now this is fascinating, so the sound of A a billion billion times faster is the color red. (laughs) Because it's just vibration. Everything is made out of vibration and words are made out of vibration. And so, That vibration is, the vibration of words is very important because that's, words are the way that we communicate consciousness. And so with words, animals don't have words, so they're relatively limited. They're conscious, but they are limited kind of to the immediate experience. But we, through words, can move in time and space, and so I could say to you in words, I could convey an experience to you, and you would understand it. So I could say, I was walking on the ridge yesterday, and I saw a bird sitting on a red ball, and the bird was singing a perfect note of A. (laughs) And you would understand red, and you would understand ball, and you'd understand bird, and you'd understand where I was, what was happening, and so we can use words in order to convey our consciousness. Well, God uses vibration in order to convey his consciousness, but we haven't learned his language. And so he uses the vibration of OM, but that vibration, because it creates everything that is, it's very hard for us to get behind the vibe of, ev- of the outward sounds, or the outward sights, the outward manifestation of that vibration, it's very hard to get behind that to the consciousness that is creating that. And so, just as a, a young child needs a parent to explain to him, so we patiently teach a young child, this is the color red oh no, that's not the color red, this is the color red, this is round, and so on, so that the child learns the words and so that we can convey. But if we taught the child when we when we when there was the color red, if we taught the child that's the color orange, that child would grow up out of sync with other people who have been taught that that's the color red, and therefore he'd be in argument with everyone. He'd say, no, that's orange, and they'd say, no, it's red, and he'd say, you're crazy, it's orange, you know. So, that doesn't matter so much, but what if we were taught wrong values? What if we were taught that happiness comes through the accumulation of money, or that success is by worldly power? What if we were taught wrong values and then we grew up believing those values, and we weren't out of sync with others who had different color perception, but we were out of sync with the laws of the universe. So if we thought happiness, if we were trained to think happiness came through the accumulation of money, then we would grow up seeking that happiness by having more and more money. Now, m- certain amount of money, is probably necessary. So we need a certain amount. But when we think that happiness comes not from need, but from having money and more happiness is more money, then it moves from need to greed. And because greed is the seeking of something more and more than we need, then we will constantly be unhappy if we're taught that money is the source of happiness because it isn't. Happiness is inside. So we need somebody to come and train us properly. And that's why master came. Master came to bring us the consciousness by which we can live in attunement with God. So what does attunement mean? It means in harmony, if you played Uh, the sound of A on the harmonium, the guitar string would begin to vibrate with that same sound. It's subtle, so you'd have to have a microphone, but if you had one, you could hear the guitar string vibrating on its own to that same vibration that was played outwardly on the harmonium. And so with the avatar, he comes to bring us the vibration of God. Now, that's why this chapter, this story about Master, when he was a young boy, I think he was six or seven, something like that, and he sits on his bed and he says, what is behind the darkness of closed eyes? And he sees Himalayan yogis. Now, I don't know about you, but for myself, when I was six, and I would ask, if I had asked the question, what's behind the darkness of closed eyes, it's quite unlikely I would have seen Himalayan
2: yogis.
1: (laughs) Why? Because probably I had not had enough experience of being a Himalayan yogi, but Master had. And so when he said, what is the truth behind outward perception, he had the vision of Himalayan yogis Why Himalayan yogis? Because they were perceiving the truth. What's behind the darkness of closed eyes? The light of God. And he saw the light of God, Ishwara, in expanding circles, creating this universe. And so he has had that experience, and he's come out of love and out of I don't know, enormous compassion. He didn't have to come into this world of delusion where we're all mixed up. And they're all this wave that I was describing, this is happiness, this is sadness, this is happiness, this is sadness, and delusion, this is truth, delusion, light, dark. It's all duality. The master's in unity. He doesn't need to come into this world of duality, but he knows that we're suffering in this because we came out of that same vibration that he did. And he came as the spoken word of God or the manifestation of God. Master is the equivalent of the word of God, but he's the the avatar of God the manifestation in human form of God's consciousness. And so he came knowing that our happiness, our fulfillment, relies not on getting in tune with delusion, but on getting in tune with truth. But how do we get in tune with truth if all the world around us is telling us that money is going to make you happy? Somebody has to come. A parent has to tell a child that's read. Somebody has to come and tell us the truth. And so Master had gone through the experience of Om Samadhi and he had achieved that unity with God. So if we can listen behind the outward manifestation of Om the outward vibration that creates all the sounds that we can hear with our ears, or all the light, all the th- things we can see with our eyes, if we go beyond the senses behind, because that creates not the consciousness of God, not the pure consciousness, but, but the various trillions of ways that that vibration manifests. And, and so we have to go beyond the confusion and restlessness of the senses and begin to listen to the vibration behind the outer vibrations. And so Master comes and teaches us techniques to still our mind and open our heart and and expand our consciousness so that we can hear the vibration underlying the vibration of outward manifestation. And so what Master has done is he has gone into that vibration underlying, let's call it the foundational vibration, that creates manifestation. And when he's done that sufficiently, he goes into om samadhi. And so om samadhi expands his consciousness so that he realizes that the whole of the universe is made out of the vibration of that, that we call Om, but it's made out of vibration. But then the, the pairing of that with Krishna, saying, I am everything, is also very important because behind the vibration, underlying the vibration, is the consciousness that creates that vibration and krishna is saying that i am that vibration christ consciousness is i am the vibration i am the creator i am spirit that is at the heart underlying all of all of the vibration that creates the universe and so you've got om and then you've got that 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 vibration of, of the consciousness of spirit uh, it, within vibration, that's called tot, and God beyond creation is sat. And in the Christian Bible, it's called fa- Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost is om, Son is the vibration of spirit, the consciousness of spirit within all vibration, and Father, is that consciousness that is the primary consciousness that takes only a little part of itself and manifests outwardly. So see how it all ties and wraps together. So be more appreciative when you hear the note A. (laughs) Or when you see the color red or blue. It's just, they're just different different vibrations, different cycles of vibration. But then God manifests his consciousness other than just in vibration. And that's, Master comes with the consciousness of God. And he comes for us particularly. As we say every morning when we do the purification, open your heart to me. The Master says, open your heart to me and I will enter and take charge of your life. See, if we open with devotion, so if we, devotion is just love, uh, not just, devotion is love offered upwardly. And so if we open our heart to the manifested form of God in our guru, but however you want to perceive that, the manifested form of god if we open our heart to that then that intelligence that consciousness can enter and that's what takes charge of our life not master as a as an individual person but because he is is the outward manifestation of it for us then yes because it's hard for us to just tune in abstractly to the vibration, the intelligence of God. So that has to be manifested for us. And so Master manifests that for us. So if we open our heart and attune ourselves to the consciousness of our chosen vehicle that brings us back into attunement with God, then we will learn to ascend the long spiral staircase that leads back, one could say, will ascend the vibrational element until that vibration becomes still again. And we can perceive OM, and we can perceive the OM, the vibration of God, we can see, perceive Ishwara, the light of God we can perceive love, true love, true joy, true wisdom, all of those elements of God, but we don't speak that language. And we've been trained through not only society around us, which is in delusion, but our own past incarnations which have been a mixture of truth and delusion we've been trained by that to believe that red is orange or that money will give happiness. So we've been trained by our experiences to believe in falsehood. And so master comes, all the masters come, in order to help retrain us into what the real truth is and what will really lead us to happiness and ultimately fulfillment which comes only by the remembrance of who we really are, because that's that's the only thing that, the bliss of our nature is the only thing that will really lead to permanent fulfillment for us. So Master comes and he teaches us techniques. What are the basis of the techniques? It's basically withdrawing the energy, the, the paying attention to the outward vibration, all of the various manifestations of OM, what one might say. So we're bedazzled, mesmerized by all the outward, and it creates great, great restlessness in the mind. And so the techniques are basically to withdraw the energy that goes outward, and bring it back in, and bring it up, and then the mind and the emotions become still enough for us to perceive om, perceive the vibration behind, or perceive light. And that's why we do the techniques that we do, uh, is in order to withdraw that and perceive the vibration that underlies all vibration, to hear om, and to see light at the spiritual eye. And if we can do that, and hold our consciousness in that long enough, we'll go into Om Samadhi or Light Samadhi. And then from there, we will realize that we're made out of the Spirit of God, which inhabits every element and every life form. And so it's a beautiful, beautiful and terrible, awful thing that God has done (laughs) in taking that blissful and producing uh, duality with it. But it's entertaining. <laughs> entertaining enough to keep us around for many, many millions, perhaps billions of lifetimes. But there comes a time, as Master said, when it achieves a kind of an anguishing monotony. And then we're ready to get out of this, but we don't know how. And then Master comes and he says, I'll not only teach you how, but I'll give you the love and support and my vibration and my good karma to help you. God bless you.
2: to find in every hour, in every thought, in every flower, a joy that stands eternal